I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Check, mic check. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Ben will never be a rapper. We're recording that, by the way. We did record that, just so you know. Well, welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Today is Monday. It's Monday the 5th? The 3rd. Uh, Monday the 3rd yeah, of February. I'm not February. sure how you jumped forward two days, but, you know. Well, that used to happen where I would wake up on Sundays and wonder where the weekend was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really dark there for a couple of days. Oh, I just dropped my phone. Hey, yeah. you want to know something cool? We had our best month of listenership in the history of the podcast in January. We did. We had the most cool. listeners that we've ever had. Yeah, that was really cool. Winner, winner. You were all excited about it. For I a few was days. watching it on their last day of the month, being like, come on. It was close. It was by like six listeners as well. Five. Oh, five. Only okay. five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but it was our best month. It is our best month. Growth yeah. is good. Because we've been pretty steady the last few months, minus one month, which was an anomaly. Yeah, October was weird. October, like, nobody listened to us. Like a 30% drop in Yeah, that was just, I don't, who did we have on in October? I don't Don't want to throw anybody under the bus. (laughs) They're going to look back. You know, everyone's going to look back right now and see. They're like, oh. Yeah, October was a funky month. October was busy. Yeah, funky, funky, funky. But... Good stuff in the works. Exciting about the future of the podcast and the folks that we have coming on and the people we have scheduled. We're actually getting some legit people on. I mean, I've had a lot of good comments as of late with regard to the interviews that we've had yeah. with Paul and Sean. And so uh, excited for Cindy Wendell coming up, hopefully a leader of uh, so Basically what you're saying is people don't like us. They're more interested in our guests. That's 100% accurate. Yeah, I'm not. Not surprised by it, and I'm more interested than our guest in talking to you too. So, <laughs> thanks. Big surprise, huh? You guys see the things I put up with? I thought I was the mean one. <laughs> you just say it in a Scottish accent, so they don't know. I thought I was the mean one. You're always just picking on me, Ben. Oh please! I think I'm going to go cry in the corner. I'll, I'll videotape it. Go ahead. Yeah. So today's topic, we are going to talk about healthy conflict or how to address conflict in the workplace and personal relationships because really it is very transferable. Can I start with something? You can. I feel like an absolute moron. I I shared a little bit of this with you earlier. You're going to answer my question before I even write it down, aren't you? (laughs) You dingbat. I was going to write down a really good question and I know where you're going with it right now. And I was going to... You were going to call me out. I was. Dang it. So... This is good. This is a good way to talk for a long time. And I, hey, look, if 
if this isn't clear and obvious at this point, if you've listened to this podcast, I have zero problem anymore with being vulnerable. I have much less of a problem, I won't say zero, with admitting my flaws and my mistakes, of which there's very many. Um, hopefully, I can never fix the mistakes, but I can always try and address the flaws, right? Reduce the amount of mistakes, try and screw up less than yesterday, so to speak. So Be better every day. Look, this is hard for me to do. I literally gave Ben compliments last week. Why are you trying to record this? I gave Ben a compliment last week because he gave me some wonderful advice. And he mentioned a book that I have literally taken huge dumps on for years <laughs> and refused to read. I, I read a synopsis, looked at what basically it was about, and refused to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so the book oh Jesus the book oh, Jesus. is the five love languages and if you've just okay we'll probably pause for a second since people are laughing now if you <laughs> have read it you're probably going oh this is going to be interesting if you've not read it highly recommend it especially if you want to have any kind of fruitful, fruitful relationship with the with anybody, same sex, opposite sex, aliens, whatever you're into, I don't know. Anyway, so I read the men's edition. And I say met, read, I listened, it's only three hours, twice over the weekend. Make sure you didn't miss anything. And I felt like an absolute jackass for pretty much the entire book. So what Both did you times. get out of it? What, what, what points in particular jumped out at you that you thought, wow, I've been doing that and I'm not supposed to? We don't have enough time to go into that. Yeah, we do. We have an entire podcast. It's our podcast. Um, we no, we literally don't have enough time to go into everything. What points, I will say three, is three that points. quality time and the words of affirmation, I did not have a handle on either one of those like I thought I did. Even the gift given and, I mean, yeah, I'm a... a a default to gift given, even though I don't like shit myself. Like, it's because it's your love language, probably. No, buying me gifts is like, oh, thanks. I uh, don't know what to do with this. Depends if it's, on what if it's, it is. If it's not useful, yeah, I'm more yeah, of a thoughtful gift. Thoughtful obviously. and useful. But yeah, I felt like a jackass. I can literally pinpoint parts of relationships previously that just, wow. And well, that's cool you took the time to listen to it twice, nonetheless. <laughs> it wasn't hard. It's three hours. And that you actually took my advice for once. Um, See what happens when you take... There's a lesson to be learned out of this, Stephen. No, and you it, take my advice and positivity comes into your life. I don't know if positivity is hey, watch there it. Yet. Watch it. It's going to take... Take my advice when I tell you positivity comes into your life. I think it's foolish to think you can read a book and be fluent in anything right away. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to show you, but there's... You know how I am about notes mm -hmm. and my Google Keep. There's an entire thing in Google Keep that I'm just going to look over and over and over. I, <laughs> my most re recent relationship, for sure, now understand some of the things I shared with you that yeah. I could not comprehend, which doesn't even alleviate frustration. It creates more frustration because I think so much that you could or would do differently and... Yeah, long story short, I shit on the book for a long time, thought I knew it all. I did not, and I, there's just something about the way it was delivered in that men's edition that... Really resonated with you. Yeah, it's... <laughs> what uh, I, I think a big part of all that, too, 
especially with relationships, is like you've got to want to be in the relationship too, right? And you've got to want to make changes in quote-unquote sacrifices sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are like, well, I'm going to be this way and I'm this. I shouldn't have to change myself. And I get that. You shouldn't have to change morally or fundamentally who you are, mm-hmm. right? But there might be little actions or things that as an individual need to change if you truly want to be with somebody. Yeah, I think we just speak a different fucking language from women. That well, it's, that's it's that, and they speak a different figure. language from us. Our biology is different. And and look, this can be applied in in same sex relationships as well. But there's always tendencies, mm-hmm. and there's always it. Seriously, my mind is friggin' blown. It's going a thousand miles an hour. Well, it's um, I, th- I think from a conflict standpoint. Not all conflict in relationships, interpersonal relationships, is what you see on TV, right? It's not always yelling and screaming and things, mm-hmm. vases flying across the room and hitting the yeah. wall. Passive aggressive. I think more than anything, it's just meeting people where they're at and learning. You have to learn. You have to pay attention. There's just little cues. And fuck. Yeah, I'd, I keep swearing. I'm sorry. It's... The interesting part is that, so it's the five love languages, right? So we you could say five communication styles even, just apply it to anything. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody speaks, feels valued, whatever it is, differently. And no one of them is right or wrong. So if you care about the person, you'll learn how they communicate, how they feel loved, and yeah. you will reciprocate in the way in which they feel loved or they understand how you communicate, right? Absolutely. And sometimes if you don't even know, of course you're going to get frustrated. I bought you a gift. Why the heck are you mad at me? It's like, well, because I don't care about the crap you buy me. I care about spending time with you sitting on the couch doing nothing. It's like, well, why didn't you just tell me that? I didn't think I had to, you know. Well, even deeper than that, look, I'll tell you what I did with this. The first time a girl mentioned this book to me, I remember looking it up on the Google, seeing what the five love languages were, what their names were. I'd be like, oh, I know all that shit. That's literally what I did. Well, hey, I'm glad you. you I just got to figure out which one that person is, and sometimes even told you, right? Like, oh, I'm a I'm a words of affirmation person, and I mean we've talked about this, but there's literally one girl that I hung out with for a while, a while back, and I thought she wanted me to walk in the room and tell her how awesome she was right off the bat, and I think there was a little bit of that, and I couldn't comprehend it, and I remember using this exact phrase and men, women, whoever thinks that they know what words of affirmation is, do not ever say to a partner, how about you just assume I think you're effing awesome until I tell you otherwise and stop asking me if everything's okay. Yeah, that'll go real well. Yeah, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've grown a lot since then, obviously. (laughs) And uh, Um, how'd that end? But no, it's <laughs> so. The reason we brought this up is because I think it leads it in well to the totally healthy conflict agree. thing. Can I? I want to say something first. It's like I think it's funny, and a lot of the time it comes back to this in podcasts and issues in relationships, business, leadership, whatever heck you want to talk about, is communication, right? It's like if you would communicate with you, being just who's every listener is, you mm-hmm. would communicate with your partner, your partner communicate with you, your business partner your relational partner, your kid, whatever it is, right? Whoever you're, you're talking with. If you'll just communicate on how it is that you want to be led, you want to be feel valued, you want to feel loved, whatever, it's like 
it makes things a heck of a lot easier. But the other person has to be willing to listen too. That's the part. You know, I thought I was listening. I thought I was hearing. What is it? There's a line in uh, White Men Can't Jump. And they put Jimi Hendrix on. And obviously you get a white man and a black man. And Wesley Snipes says to Woody Harrelson, because he's singing along to um, Jimi Hendrix. And uh, he's like, oh, I love Jimi. And he's like, yeah, you like Jimi, but you don't hear Jimi. He's like, I hear Jimi. And he's like, no, you, you listen, but you don't hear Jimi. And... That scene kept going through my mind the whole time here. Different yeah. kind of relationship, yeah. obviously, but just, yeah, sometimes you hear, but you don't listen, or you listen, but you don't hear. Whichever way that goes, I think it's you listen, but you don't hear. Yeah, just mind is blown. <laughs> I like it. Well, that was a good way to kick it off, too. I know for this one in particular, you made uh, one or two more notes than me. So why don't you? Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> so why don't you? Just look, well, you know, throw another point in there. Yeah. So I think the thing with conflict is you should never ignore it. You should never avoid it, right? And I think the culture you build within your relationships and within your company and within your your work group is where healthy conflict comes from. So if you create a culture where people are competing and people aren't expected to help each other and aren't expected to work towards a why, and we come back to Simon Sinek a lot, but I think culture is where healthy conflict is born or where negative conflict is born. The culture is so important in how you build it. So that's where I'd want to start. Throw it out to you as you're writing stuff down, Ben, so I obviously got something going in your your creative juices and your your thought process but I want to start talking about culture how do you think or what do you think you've done both in your marriage and at work to create a good culture so that conflict isn't viewed as a negative thing uh I think one of the vulnerability is the first word that kind of came to mind right I think Mm -hmm. as a leader too I mean you don't again not saying I'm in a big management position I'm not in any management position but as far as leading or even you know, amongst your peers, I think being vulnerable and coming from a place of grace and love. So when I have an issue, we'll say with like Tim in the office and Tim's colleague owner of 10 Capital. And if I have an issue with Tim, I go and it's like, you know, at this point in our career, when we've worked together six years, it's like that if I say something that might seem confrontational, I'm going to say it out of love, right? I'm not going to say it because I'm trying to be demeaning to you. I'm saying it because mm-hmm. we all need to be better, right? And it might create some conflict, some strife, some issues between the two of us. Yeah. But it's nothing that we can't communicate through if each person is open to communicating and reasonable, right? There's times where you got to check your ego in conflict like this. So we try to create an environment in which people can come in, have open dialogue, and not get their head bitten off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that starts with being vulnerable first and acknowledging your own faults well i want you to think about this from a family perspective how often do you argue with your brother my brother well grown up a lot i was gonna say less yeah. now obviously but you guys are really close right yeah closer now yeah that we weren't in high school and junior high i would say we were you know we were typical brothers it's like yeah, yeah. we fight but so there's one example how often do you and lauren disagree i didn't say argue i said disagree well, we'll disagree on stuff all the time. Yeah. How often do you disagree with colleagues, Jake, Tim? <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah. Now, that strengthens your relationship is the point I'm making. 
mm-hmm. not because you guys fight necessarily or disagree or argue. Yeah. What strengthens it is that overall, the culture of it, the way you approach it, you come out on the other end, regardless of what the resolution was, and you don't seek, I, I guess when it comes to, to this, you're not seeking agreement, you're seeking resolution, right? Mm-hmm. And anything. That's a good And it might even be that you're willing to concede and say, I didn't think about it from that point of view, so the way you're addressing it now makes complete sense. I think the problem with conflict is a lot of people come in expecting to win, to mm-hmm. argue and win and walk away with that victory and a trophy, metaphorical trophy. Politics. Yeah, and that is exactly where we're at with politics. Look, it's exactly where we're do you at. want a perfect example of it? Half yeah. of the country right now... You mean politics. Yeah. It's a perfect example. Half the country of it right now, or half the country of it, half the country at this present moment loves Donald Trump because he speaks his mind and goes on Twitter and tells everybody yeah. off. Half the country hates it yep. because he speaks his mind, says what he's thinking, and tells the country where he's standing, tells everybody where he's standing. Neither way is it's not that it's right or wrong. Half the time, what he says is moronic. Yeah, maybe more than half, right? But we have to understand that everybody has a different tolerance for that conflict and mm-hmm. has a different tolerance for culture like that. Yeah. So unfortunately, the people that have a tolerance for that culture got you, them elected. You said something that's interesting, and I'm getting off politics again. But uh, and I know. Of our two, like your style versus my style, like you're more, you will more openly disagree with people on something than I do. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is right, wrong, or indifferent is you said that you should never ignore conflict, and I would somewhat disagree. And so, and I, you may be saying the same thing, and that's why I wanted to bring it back up. Mm-hmm. But I, I, the other thing I was going to say, you should never ignore conflict and don't create it either. Because a lot of the people, I think, create conflict just to rile stuff up, right? It's like, don't create conflict. And then sometimes, uh, I said, not all arguments, conflict issues need to be talked about. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, okay, we're going to move on from that. Like, we don't need to actually discuss it. And Tom Bilyeu, your guy you're trying to get on the podcast, (laughs) had a post the other day with he and his wife. And it was things I learned from Tom, things I learned from I forgot her name. One of Tom's Lisa. was Lisa. Okay, was one of Tom's was go to bed angry because sometimes you just need time yeah. to grow, right, or, or to let it settle. You realize that when you wake up in the morning, it's no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes just time and just letting things go gives you a whole lot more mental power mm-hmm. <laughs> than having to exert yourself to argue about a point that's meaningless. Yeah. So sometimes ignoring conflict, I would say, is actually beneficial. Agreed. And by that, I want I want to just clarify. I, I was gonna say I wanted you to clarify. That's the reason I brought. Hundred percent agree with what you're saying, but sometimes ign- not ignoring conflict is doing exactly what you said. You're not ignoring it. You just need time to process it, right? Or you're agreeing to disagree. That's also not ignoring That's conflict. Resolution. That's a resolution, right? Where we've gotten again coming back to the political sphere is everybody wants to convince the others that they're right and if they can't do that then they go to insults and abuse and you're you're just a moron you're you're an idiot you're straight up like you yeah but yeah so it it gets to this visceral point where people are basically abusing each other on a personal level and it becomes personal and that's not okay so i have written down here ben yeah well yeah conflict resolution shouldn't be personal it's about a topic right 
yeah, or a particular thing you're trying to get to, yeah. So, so I mean, you're argu- I'd say arguing, but arguing is probably the wrong word. Arguing a point, right? Yeah. To try and get to hopefully a common good, or get the person to see the way that you're yeah. trying to see things. And the going to bed angry thing, again, I in the most recent relationship I had always wanted to talk about things. Right now, no, let's fix this. Let's make it right. That's somewhat how I'm hardwired. And now, again, that fucking book. Um, understand that no not everybody can do that I can formulate thoughts really quickly and can articulate and I do make it worse by doing that and sometimes even me taking time lets me articulate it even better yeah you know or hear the other point of view but I think coming back to the culture thing and then we can close that part out and move on unless you've got more no we're good coming back to the culture thing I think you have to trust and believe that the people you allow into your life, whether it be professionally or personally, are trying to work towards resolution as opposed to trying to score points. And if you're in a relationship, either one personally Mm -hmm. or professionally, where the person always seems to be trying to score points and stand on you, that's a relationship you have to address to either end or fix. Negative communication types. And I know you're going to have some input on this, and I know you've experienced all of them because you're fairly accomplished. I wrote down three. How do you say fairly? I wrote, can, you, can you define fairly accomplished for me? I want to know what fairly means. Well, you're young. I know you've still got a lot more accomplishment to come. It was a compliment. Continual improvement. Yeah. Continual it was improvement. A, I wasn't trying to downplay what you've done. I've got aggressive, passive-aggressive, and none. So the reason... And I want you to jump in on this. So obviously aggressive, right? I want you to think about this. again. Styles, you said? What did you say? Just negative communication types. Oh, okay. Okay, so when you're in a conflict, if you're aggressive, so I wrote down a phrase as well. If I say to you, you're not listening to me, my anger and frustration are coming out in that, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there. We've all done that. We've all been hot. And it does nothing nothing to move a conflict in a positive direction so it just is more of a a way of blowing steam you just see a little steam come out the ears right Mm -hmm. so i've read a couple of different books and i can't remember what book this was in but it talked about when you're in an argument with an individual and again lack of a better word i'm using argument is meet them at the same kind of tone level that they are because if you are unless it's elevated no, that's not what this book said. Hmm. So even if it was, so if they are speaking at an elevated kind of level, right, and they're in your face trying to make an argument, and you're sitting here all docile and back, they're going to think that you don't care, that you're not taking it seriously. So because that's their communication style, right, is in your face. So you, you to show them that you are this, you know, you care about this topic and you care about what you're arguing, whatever, as much as they do, you're in their face doing the exact same thing. What book is that from? I just told you, I can't remember. It was years ago. One, so, of, the, one of the many books that I've read. This could also be applied to lots of relationships because I generally try not to engage in arguments, especially when they're heated. I'll just be like, oh, we'll do this later. I'm out, not talking about this. Um, but then again, their communication is to their thing that yeah. you don't care. So the other, the next one is passive-aggressive, and I wrote down a few phrases here. It's fine. I'm fine. Or the, the favorite, you know, when someone's like, well... Nobody cares what I have to say anyway. You know, those kind of things like the little yeah, under, the, underhanded jabs. Kind of your passive-aggressive. Yeah, because I think when you're passive-aggressive, obviously things fester. 
Um, so Agreed. it makes more sense to be like, hey, we're going to talk, but we're going to talk, and then you set the parameters for how you're going to do things. And then none. So <laughs> in, in a conflict, no communication when you feel strongly, super negative, right? If you feel really strongly about something, what's that going to lead to if you say nothing and do nothing? Well, it's just going to, after a while, you're going to lose a sense of who you are. Yeah. So I also, you know, one of my favorite terms is radical candor, right? One of your favorite terms. And I used to think that being blunt, being brutally honest. I love it when when you say like, I used to, and Ben gave me some advice, and I hate to admit that I'm liking all of these terms that you're using in this podcast, all these ways you're leading into this. This is really nice. Oh. I, do you not agree that there's been some real positive changes, especially in my personality? Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, people that know me now that would have met me five years ago. I, 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 can I say something that's going to come across as probably mean, but I don't mean it to be? I think you've learned how to be more humble. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was the cockiest little bastard. <laughs> yeah. Just, for, I mean, I, I know people much that know life. you, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's a cocky little bugger." So, but it's like, but I think in the past year, you have learned how to be a lot more humble. Well, I think. I'm not saying you're perfect. Humility and I'm confidence don't often seem to go hand in hand, but they can. I think there's a huge difference between being confident and being cocky. And I, I think agree. I've mentioned before. I think when you interviewed me on this podcast. I said I could walk on the basketball court to play Michael Jordan one on one, and in my mind I think I've got a chance. Yeah, well, you even said you you would give him a run for his money during that. I still think I could do some things well, yeah, and have I some successes. I'm sure you'd look good out on the floor. But the difference between that and cockiness is when you don't know when you don't know what you're coming up against, and you're still like swaggering and you know telling you know UFC fighters are cocky. Conor McGregor and even he in his older age now is a little more humble and such so no I'll admit that I was a cocky little prick for want of a better term and humility is something that didn't come easy but obviously moving into leadership roles you learn humility yeah well to some degree you're forced to learn it or forced out right because people don't like to follow someone uh, who isn't I think that's why you see some of the most powerful leaders right are not the people who are basically barking out orders. They're the people who have a humbleness to them. The people like, that is just an all-around good person that I want to follow. And you can have ego and be humble as well. Yeah. <laughs> so many no, so many oxymorons yeah. and things that people well, you wouldn't normally... you can have normally... ego and confidence and be humble, right? Yeah. And you can, I mean, humble confidence and humble ego, it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is to some degree, it's like, don't mistake my confidence for cockiness, right? Yeah. I get that, and I can see how people do that. People have done it to me as well. well everybody should know what they're good at and what I, they're I not good at. To some degree, it's like if you're young and have experienced success earlier on in life, it's going to be hard because people are going to misconstrue. It, I mean, you think about it. There's people we know that make a million dollars a year or more, and they just talk about their life. And they're talking about their life just in general, the same way you and I would talk about our lives. It's going to... I'm going to perceive it. You're going to perceive it. People are going to perceive it as 
oh, you're just out there bragging. Oh, you're just being cocky. And it's like, and they're literally just talking about how they had to get, how they got on a plane and flew to London. And you're like, oh, you just think you're big time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's normal like, for them. Don't don't make their life and the way mm-hmm. that they live it, which is just normal for them, out to be something that it's not. Like, yeah, that is them being humble. So maybe it's grace in these situations too, which is an interesting thing. Extending grace. In conflict resolution. Do you have that one written down? I don't. There you go. You're going to write it down now? Or you've already said it? I know I've you don't have it written just, down yet. I don't have it written down because it just <laughs> came out. I like it. I like spontaneity. That's all this podcast is. It's spontaneity. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I started talking about radical candor, and I think I've finally gotten to the point that I can define that. So hmm. radical candor is not brutal honesty. That's something to be aware of radical candor the difference is that radical candor is informative and comes from a place of improvement and brutal honesty is hurtful and usually not coming from it's like you wearing that seriously you're coming out to the bar wearing that uh versus hey do you know what would look really good on you i think you should try wearing something that looks like this and pull up a picture on your phone or something like that. You're essentially saying the same thing and it might take longer for one of them to catch on, but what you say and how you say it are very, very different things, right? I mean, you you know, we all have friends where we can walk in and go, dude, take that shirt off. That's a friggin' mess. Like, I'm not going out with you wearing that, right? Yeah. And that's, again, a whole different set of parameters and rules. Um... So yeah, I also think specificity, there's a word for you. Specificity. You need to be specific about what your concerns are and what you're trying to, you know, we talk about setting objectives. If you sit down and even if you're not, like, we don't always get to have this, I think often people think conflict comes in this sterile, can we go for a coffee and you're sitting and you're quiet and you're talking to people like this and you really hurt me when you said this and... That's not how it always happens. But even when things are escalated, I think being specific, you Mm -hmm. know, and sometimes that might be, hey, this probably isn't the time or the place. I want to let you really know how I'm feeling about this and what we need to achieve here. Notice I said we and not I. That's really important as well. Get used to saying us, we, the team. Get rid of the I. Versus I, me. Do you know where the I is in team? There is one, actually. I saw saw a little picture. It's in the (laughs) A-hole. draw that out I see what you did there Um, (laughs) but yeah I think you you have to be specific about what your intentions are if you're going to have healthy conflict and you also have to be specific at the end to ask hey did we achieve that Tim has forced me to be specific when I come in with stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the attorney in him, right? It's like, so we'll be talking, again, Tim is the CEO of 10 Capital, so if we have issues, conflicts, we're chatting with him through it all, but it's like, so I'll come in and say, hey, you did this sometimes, and I, I've learned now to be specific with him. Like, you did this, mm-hmm. team took it as this, offer some possible suggestions, because I know really you want to be seen as an individual, da, 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 right? But, man, we'll get into things sometimes. He's like, can you give me specifics? And if you can't, you just look like a goober. That's like, that's the question. If you want to make anybody just be like, oh, crud. It's like, can you give me specifics? And if mm-hmm. they can, you know that they've really thought through. Get to the point, yeah. Yeah, you know that they've thought through what it is that they're arguing. If they haven't, if they don't have specifics, you're just like, so this is just a feeling that you have. And it almost forces you mm-hmm. as the individual being asked to check, like, 
So are my feelings justified? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if I don't have specifics, so is it real? No, I, th- I think. And I think everybody can relate to this. You've been there where somebody comes into your office or your room or your, they'll call you or text you and they're asking questions and you know they're trying to get somewhere with it, right? Like, hey, what do you have going on this weekend? And they're not normally somebody that would ask that. Oh, and you, you can say maybe, oh, I don't know, what about you? And, well, I'm thinking I might be uh, doing this or that or, or I might be moving. Um, do you have a truck? And it's like, well, why didn't you just come in and say, hey, I'm moving this weekend. Can I borrow your truck? Can you help me with your truck? You know, and it's it's the people that aren't specific and don't get to the point. It can get really old really quick, especially if you've got stuff going on, you're busy, you know, you're you're like, look, ask what you're going to ask, shoot your shot instead of just beating around the bush. So I think that's that's also important in conflict. Um, so you're going to like this. I think you're going to like it anyway. Oh, jeez, please. Did, this was easy to write notes on. Maybe it's just because I've been in a lot of fights. <laughs> um, but I've got be personable, but not personal. Ooh, don't take it too personal. Yeah. Well, not taking it. I'm talking about how you put it out. Be personable. Like, oh, be I friendly. Yeah, yeah. Be candid, but also remember that you're not attacking somebody just because you're having a disagreement. Um, so the sub note I had on that is pay attention to behaviours moods and how people are interacting and meet them where they are and keep the conflict short so the um you know paying attention to behaviors means that everybody's going to disagree with you in a different way right so you and i can sit down and we can have a really candid conversation we can even take shots at each other every now and again and say hey look i really don't friggin' like when you do this so can we not do that and then we'll get resolution right but someone else they might be more along the lines of, hey, I'm just, I'm not feeling good today. Like, can, can I skip that? And then you're like, well, why do you want to skip it? And, and then you make them, rather than them sort of coming and saying, hey, they don't feel comfortable basically telling you what their issue is, so they don't. So I think it's important that we're not personal when we, when we have these conflicts, you know? So we can cut out that pause, but I think part of it is like, don't attack people's character, right? Because again, it's not about them as an individual, like we went to, it's not about them Mm -hmm. or who they are as a person. So don't make it personal to your point, but it's like, argue the point, not the person, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, one of the best ways to make someone meet you where you're at when you're trying to resolve a conflict is to concede. I was going to say acknowledge them. But not completely concede. I think sometimes you have to take ownership of your flaws or your lack of knowledge in a certain area. Um, you know, and not be acu- accusatory. Accusatory? Accusatory? How would you say that? Accusatory. Accusatory. Yeah, I think. I know it's a word. I just don't really know how to pronounce it. Um, you know, so I think case in point, hey, listen. You're asking me for approval on this expense. I don't know if I can approve that expense because I haven't read the policy for six months. Can I go over the policy and maybe talk to some managers? And then we'll get to the bottom of it. So you're, mm-hmm. you're conceding. You're saying, hey, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you can claim this. I'm not saying you can't claim it. I'm admitting that I really don't know. And it was refused and now I'm going to go and, and look at this and see 
So I think making a concession somewhere, admitting that you're not perfect, will just disarm most people in a conflict because you're like, look, I'm meeting you somewhere. Now I need you to do the same. Well, you think about it when somebody comes into the room, guns blazing, in a taxi, right? They set the tone for how the rest of that argument's going to mm-hmm. go unless you can de escalate. Oh. Wow. Right. Is English our first language? Used like, to we're be. A, seriously, now it's gibberish. It used to be until I read that Five Love Languages book. <laughs> <laughs> that book is screwing everything up. <laughs> knowledge is power and knowledge sucks. Fuck. <laughs> I keep I, like, but to your point, decent, uh, decentralizing. My God, I can't speak either. Escalating. Yes. Whew, take a few deep breaths. So, de-escalating the situation, coming in as from a position of just being a little more vulnerable, calming. Seriously, let's talk about this. <laughs> 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 Steven just found out when I posted on on Instagram. <laughs> that's the worst picture you could have taken of me. It's a good thing I'm not vain. Uh, that's the why I posted it. Your face is awesome. My it? eyes are popping out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a picture of us recording and posted it to our Instagram. And Steven's like, what the heck? Wow. <laughs> How many likes do we have on it already? Oh my God. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> but I'll let it go. You know how we're going to resolve this conflict? When we're done, I'm going to knock you right in the Bang! Bang, right in the nose. Um, That's not a positive way to... So what to you just that. described when people come in with the... Um, guns blazing and such yeah that's because they're focused on the person not an issue in my opinion and i think if you can flip that if you can always focus on the issue and what you want your resolution to be that's going to lead to better resolutions and just more positive conflict instead of all this well and just again like come at it from a place of love and care right Mm -hmm. in anything it's like i I always say this about politicians too, and I know it's kind of funny, and I certainly don't agree with most of them. Is I don't think anybody, and pe- people are going to say I'm an idiot, fine, but I don't think anybody goes into politics because they have a bad heart. I'd say I think most people go into politics because they believe in something, right? And you might not dis- you might not agree with the way they go about it, but I think in their mind they're coming at it from a place of positivity and real thought. And I know that sounds. I'm, well, I, hopefully it doesn't sound too crazy because I think I'm level-headed. So, But, I mean, I, there are certain politicians out there I think are terribly radical on both sides. But I think they do it in their radical and their beliefs because they believe that. I mean, they, they strongly believe it in their heart that that's the right way to go about it. I think there's people in politics that get into it specifically for power and money. Well, I think that's probably the case in everything. But I think the majority of them will say it. You could use the 80-20 rule just like we do in most things. Okay, well, I'm done talking about this. You're going to make me get all <laughs> confrontational with you. I'm well, not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> then I'm just going to be pissed off and throat punch you. So the other random thing I've got written down here is what you say isn't as important as how you say it. And that right there is a lesson I wish I had learned 20 or 25 years ago. And that's coming back to me being brutally honest versus radically candid. Mm-hmm. Would you have anything to add on that? No, you. yeah, you were brutally honest. Are we talking about you specifically? No, I mean, oh. <laughs> but go for it. I mean, if, if you want no, to talk about me. No, I mean, I can me. point to a couple of points, times, where it was you would say things that 
didn't need to be said, right? You were like, what was the point of it? But you said, well, I'm just being uh, radically... That was your word, right? Well, that's a recent thing. Then I would just be like, I'm just being honest. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it it was something that didn't need to be said, right? And I struggled with this in the past, too. I certainly do. People, I mean, ask my entire office. Mm -hmm. Like, Ben, you didn't have to say that. What purpose did that really serve putting that out there? And so Mm -hmm. I think when you say things or when you're arguing... A point, and again, this is something I've struggled with a lot, and Jake's called me out on it a couple times, and you're like, no, you're right. I didn't need to say that. It served no purpose whatsoever being out there. And it's, I think sometimes there's such a desire for the truth to be known when the truth isn't, it like, doesn't need to be shared, right? Like, or your des- desire or your idea of what the truth is. I'm going to give you another thing I said to an ex <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> Oh, is, we're gonna write a Which book is a Stevens perfect, perfect example. So before butts were, big butts were a thing, or shapely butts were a thing, does this make my butt look big, Stephen? No. Your butt makes your butt look oh big, but I like gosh. it. Yeah, that you said that to well. a girl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how swollen <laughs> did your balls get? How did I did you? not get hit. I I'm got surprised. the look as if I was going to get stabbed. And didn't speak a word to me for maybe three hours. <laughs> I thought there was a compliment in this there. I said I liked it. At the time, I, I did not understand. Now yes, I do it understand. Does, and I like it. Yeah, buddy. No, I said, no, your butt makes your butt look big. Speaking but of I big, like speaking it. Speaking of big butts, see the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, I don't watch such things. It's not family friendly, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Shakira can move in ways that. I didn't know were possible. <laughs> like she does this thing where she moves her hips in a square. I said, like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> how, how you do that? Yeah. So uh, that's funny. Here's another thing that I've got written down, and I actually added this in in the sales training that I just did. Summarize, and I've got a phrase here that I learned from Jenna, by the way, in one of our conversations about her work actually not even interpersonal but as a consultant one of the things that she says is what i'm hearing is this Uh and then she basically paraphrases what has happened to that point does that sound right yep now that sounds so simple but how many times do you do it how many times do you not do it and most of the time (laughs) i mean jesus just summarizing and saying hey what i'm hearing from you at the and this is obviously near the end of conflict what i'm hearing from you is does that sound right and you're you look you're going to get one or two answers it's going to be like yeah that's exactly what i mean or what the hell have you been doing for the last 10 minutes are you even listening to me yeah and it's like okay at that point obviously you're like okay so let's go over it again can you be specific can you help me understand what your issue is because clearly i'm not hearing it and i really want to find resolution right Mm -hmm. just with a little summary just with a Hey, what I'm hearing is. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then the last note, I think I already said this. I said resolution, but I've got seek understanding, not agreement. It's okay to disagree. Yeah, yep, yeah. Well, and that's how you grow. Yeah. Honestly, it's like your views of life and things grow by being challenged, right? Mm-hmm. So challenge is okay. It's a good thing. Well, if everybody is just a yes man, then we all have the same monogenous type of person. Look, this this comes. Is that the right word? Like, what was that? Monogenous is that the right Monogenous? word? Monogenous. Yeah. Monogenous type of person. That's a, that's the right word. Monogenous. Right? Yeah. Misogynous. No, not misogynous. Monogenous. Yeah. Hey, you look Mon- that up Mon- in the Google. 
Homogenous. Oh, it's not a word I'm familiar with. Monogenous. Homogenous? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Homogenous? Homogenous. Homogenous. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you have such an extensive vocabulary. I told you I can't speak English today. I mixed up monogamous <laughs> and homogenous. Yeah. For monogamous, is that what I said? You uh, said monogamous, and I was like, homogenous? What? Sorry, sorry for Ben's lack of grasp of the, the language today. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah. Do you? No. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> That would have been, what if I just started going off? You're like, what the what? Let's, let's go here. And I think this is important both personally and, and so professionally and personally. I think the easiest way to cause conflict is to assume that everything's going to be the same as it always has, right? So every day things change. Every day people grow, adapt. So professionally, I know for me, a red flag is we've always done it this way when you're trying to improve processes and such. Personally, I think it's often that people will project past experiences and relationships mm. onto other people. Mm -hmm. So I think the past isn't always an indicator of the future, as you guys disclaim in all of your stuff, right? <laughs> when you're when you're advising people, past performance is not an indicator. Yeah. Of, yeah. So <laughs> I think often we have to be in the moment in conflict and not project. So if you're coming into an argument with your partner and you're still thinking about an argument you had six months ago that has nothing to do with this, but you're going to use it to point score, that's bad. Yeah. If you're coming into a conflict in work or in your in your company or wherever you are, and you're coming into it saying, well, we do it this way and we're not open to change, I think that's bad. So you kind of have to... You have to have a short memory. You have to forget past conflicts. I was going to say, I think the only thing that you can say that will be continually stay the same is there will continually be change. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that will be the same. You'll the always only, experience change in life. The only constant External in life change. is change. That's a quote. I don't yeah. know who said it, though. Yeah, I don't either, but it's true. It's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. Well, good topic today. I had fun chatting about it. Thanks for, uh, I mean, this was kind of a little bit of a last minute one, folks, so apologize if well, it was we a were struggling, right? We were struggling. I mean, we yeah. were like, well, what should we talk about today? Well, we wanted to bring in something that was an interesting topic, so we mm -hmm. thought for a bit on what we were actually going to talk about. We probably spent more time thinking and talking about what we were going to talk about, actually, than actually the discussion. But that's good. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for making January our best month of listenership ever. Yeah, and if you guys could, reviews, or even just pause right now, or you can do it while you're listening, just press the stars, however many stars you want to give us, and share it with somebody. If you think somebody gets, if you're in a place where maybe someone doesn't get into healthy conflict, maybe you can let them hear this. Maybe you can say, hey, I heard this really good podcast. Or maybe you and your partner need to sit down with a bottle of wine and listen to us talk about healthy conflict. Why would anybody do that with a bottle of wine? Because that's about the only way you're going to be able to listen to us an entire podcast is if you're drunk. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I feel like if you're sitting down with your significant other and a bottle of wine, we'd be the worst aphrodisiac ever. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening again. Share, rate, review, do your thing. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I've been grinding so long, been trying this shit for years
Now.